Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Oral Presentations, episode 26, a genuine attempt to explain how magnetism works. This episode is going to be a lot like episode 12, which uh, it's, it's like a test episode. So if you haven't heard episode 12, I would probably say pause this one and go listen to that real quick. That one's on electricity and what was covered in episode 12 does come into play during magnetism because they're really interrelated with one another. So if you haven't listened to episode 12, go ahead and hit pause and go listen to episode 12 right now and then come on back. I'll still be here. It's fine. And who knows how good I'm going to explain this shit anyway. I mean, maybe it's going to be terrible, but I'm going to try my best. I feel like I, I was struggling for a minute. I did. I was struggling to research how magnetism works because I was, I was just asking the wrong question. I was approaching the whole thing incorrectly. I kept asking why and then trying to trace that all the way back as if I'm going to find out how magnetism works, which is what I was going for. But I mean, like, actually find out, find out. And I found what I did find out is that nobody really knows, man. If you just keep asking why, eventually science is just like, we don't fucking know, man. And I had no idea. Electromagnetism is known as one of the four fundamental forces that hold our universe together. I had no idea. I didn't know it was that important. The four fundamental forces that hold our universe together are electromagnetism, weak interaction, strong interaction, and gravity, and I don't know what those other three are. I could probably lie to you about gravity and act like I knew what the fuck that is, but those other two, total mystery. And I'm I'm not going to do those for a minute. I don't know if I'm ever going to do them. But I'm not going to, that's another thing. After, after I do this one next week, I'm at least doing one recess episode where I'm just going to have fun. Cause I, I did kind of, this, this was, I mean, this is only like sixth grade science, but it was tough for me to pick up. Cause I was trying to look at it wrong the whole way. I'm telling you, when I started looking into this, I thought it was like, it was like if somebody asked me to explain to somebody how to play Super Mario 64. And instead of like, and what I tried to do was go and ask the programmers who wrote the code for that video game like the matrix ones and zeros to explain that to me. I was looking at it all wrong when really it should have just been like, oh no, explain to them. You run in the castle, you go up, you jump at a painting, get a star, and then you get 120 or 80. I think it's 80 to win the game, but 120 total stars. And then that's it. That's super Mario. Don't worry about it. But I kept, I kept trying to look at like the matrix code. And that's why I was, I was kind of having a hard time with it, but I figured it out. And the stuff I, stuff I learned is pretty cool. My ultimate goal with this episode is that, By the end of this, I can explain to you how a wind turbine works. Like one of those big windmills that makes electricity. That's what we're going for, and that's where this ends. Don't know how successful that's going to be. But that's what we're going for. All right? So genuine attempt to explain magnetism. Here we go. Also, this episode is probably going to be a little bit shorter than others because it's a test episode. I'm just going to try to explain this stuff to you. All right. Let's start with how are magnetic things magnetic? All right. First off, we're going to start with something known as domain theory. Now this says, and this is an outdated theory. There's a theory that's come afterwards. It's more precise, but the first theory we're going to start with is domain theory. And this is what they thought for a while, which is that objects that are magnetic or can be affected by magnetism have uh, clumps inside of them that all act and look in the same direction. And then when you get all those clumps looking in the same direction, they either become magnetic or are susceptible to becoming magnetic. If you rub a magnet on them, 
things like iron. That was the idea behind domain theory. If everything's lined up, looks good, A, it's going to be magnetic. And the way I explain this, or the way I, I think of this is that, like, when you were in middle school on a yellow school bus, if everybody, if you're in middle school, yellow school bus, everybody behaving, everybody's looking forward, we're going to get to school on time, it's going to be great, no problems, nobody's going to get written up, it's going to be great. That's a magnetic school bus. That is a well-behaved, magnetic yellow school bus with you on it. Now, I remember when I was in seventh grade, it was probably the most, I still remember it now, it was the most fun year of riding the school bus ever because the, the school bus driver we had, I looking back, I'm going to guess that guy did not give a shit about anything at all because he never really even, I mean, he would just yell. He would kind of go, to, like, we would be so bad. People would be throwing, people threw books, threw textbooks out of, out of, like, the windows. There's, like, kids making out in the back. I didn't do that, but, like, I didn't kiss anybody until I was, like, 15, 16, but, like, I remember seeing that and being like, that is fucking crazy and throwing stuff and nobody's sitting down. Anyway, it was a bad, it was very fun. Screaming shit at the principal out the window. It was very fun school bus, but under domain theory, that would be a non-magnetic school bus because it is just chaos and things are canceling each other out. Nobody knows what the hell's going on. All right, that's domain theory. The next theory that came after that that's more precise is known as atomic theory. All right. To understand atomic theory, you have to understand that a flow of electrons generates a magnetic field. And that's the thing that moving forward as this episode goes on, we get to like an AC generator and, uh, and a wind turbine. That's going to keep coming up. So a flow of electron, a throw, uh, an electric current, which is a flow of electrons, as we learned in episode 12, generates a magnetic field. So atomic theory says that uh, different materials are made up of different atomic structures and a lot of materials or most of them have an atomic structure where electrons will pair off with one another. They hang out together. They have a good time. They make a life together. You know, it's nice. And then, but what happens is that they cancel out each other's, well, they're not, they're not all going in the same direction. There's not going to be any electric current there because they cancel each other out. They're happy. They're living together. It's nice. Now there are some materials like iron where they have four unpaired electrons in, in an iron atom. So you got four electrons whirling around. If they get together and they're all going in the same direction, as we covered in episode 12, all an electric current is, is just electrons moving in the same direction together. So iron has those four loose electrons. They get going in the same direction. That creates a small magnetic field. Now, it's not much, but it's, it's, uh, it's a magnetic field for an atom. So, and iron has more than just one atom and it. it's got a ton of atoms in it. So they're all making little magnetic fields like that. That makes that object either magnetic or susceptible to be able to become magnetic. And that's what atomic theory is. Bar magnet basics. Okay. So your bar magnet, just general bar magnet in your head, north one side, south the other side, there's a line in the middle. All right. So the flow of a magnetic field it, it goes, it's directional. And this is important as we continue on. The flow of magnetic field is directional and it goes from north and then it goes around to the south. Just like in episode 12, we talked about electric currents. How like when you plug something into a wall, it's got two prongs because the electrons fly out of one side, out of one of those prongs, the electrons are flying out in your wall into your lamp. And then they're flying back in the other tong after they hit your lamp and they come back in. That's making a full loop. That's an electric circuit good to go magnetic field similar to that 
because the magnetic field flows out of the north side around back into the south side and then cycles around. It's a directional field. Okay. That's also why if you put two north sides of two different bar magnets together, they do not want to hang out with each other. They're pushing away from each other. They get the fuck out of here. I do not like you. It's not a personal thing. It's just that those are the both sides where the magnetic field's flowing out. But if you put like a north north side of a bar magnet with a south side of a bar magnet, those two are going to, they're going to attract each other. They're really going to like hanging out with one another because then that one north side magnet doesn't even have to put its own magnetic field back to its own backside anymore. It's got this new backside to look at. Hello, this is nice. They get together, two bar magnets stick together. You got a north and south together. And then that makes one long bar magnet. So then the magnetic field then goes from the front of the north of the first bar magnet into the back of the south of the second bar magnet. Also, there's a sidebar here. If you cut a bar magnet in half, that doesn't make one north and one south side. That makes two smaller bar magnets. All right, real quick, my mom uh, asked me what's the deal with a kitchen magnet. Uh, the answer is not a whole lot. It's just a thing that's manufactured to stick on your fridge. It is magnetic. There's not a, there's no moving parts to it. It's just a it's just a fridge magnet, mom. All right, magnetism and electricity, the theory of electromagnetism. Let's do it. All right, in the 1800s, they discovered electricity always makes magnetism when it moves around. So changing electricity produces magnetism and the reverse is true you can make electricity using a changing pattern of magnetism example if you put a metal wire near a magnet so that metal wire is within that magnet's magnetic field and then you move either the wire or the magnet so the effect of the man the, the magnetic field inside that wire changes you will cause the electrons in that wire to start scooching around. And then as we, as we already covered, electrons scooching around is an electric current, which then you've used magnets to create electricity. But it wasn't just magnets, though. There's a third thing there. It's magnets creating electricity and motions in there too, which is gonna lead us into our uh, alternating current generator and our wind turbine. But before we get to those two, we gotta cover something called the right-hand rule because electric current is directional. And then we're gonna talk about, and we already covered how magnetism is also directional from north to south. Remember the flow thing we just did? All right, let's do the right-hand rule. And I hope you think this is as cool as I do. When I first learned this, I was like, holy fuck, it finally clicked me. I was like, oh, this is incredible, right? So right-hand rule, put your right hand out in front of you right now, thumbs up, thumbs up towards St. Peter, right? And then uh, curl your fingers around. So you're giving a big old thumbs up and your fingers are curled around like it's around a pole of some sort. I don't know what that's used for, it's fine. All right, so thumb is your electric current going up towards the clouds and then your fingers represent the flow of the magnetic field, which is given off by that electric current. So as the flow goes up, your fingers are going counterclockwise, right? So check this out. Now give me a thumbs down, flip that, flip it upside down right there. Give a thumbs down, boo, no good, no good, I don't like it. Now the electric current's going down and how are your fingers going? Now they're going clockwise. 
So flip your hand back up for me, electric current going up. That's a counterclockwise magnetic field. All right, give me a thumbs down again. Electric current going down. Which way is that going? Your fingers are going clockwise. The magnetic field and the electric current are interlinked with one another. It's like a beautiful infinite 69. Whatever you, you go up, you go down. You go up, you go down. And they, they core, the, the movement shifts the other one, whichever one changes. That's the right-hand rule. I thought that was awesome. And makes it way easier to explain how the fuck a generator works, which I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to do right now. All right. So a generator. Here we go. We're doing an alternating current generator. All right. So let's put a bar magnet on a stick. And that's in the center of that generator. Now, what's also in the, in, in the inside of that generator, you got bar magnet on a stick. And then you got, let's say, six prongs coming towards that bar magnet. And then around those prongs, you have copper wire spooled. And then the wire that leads out of the generator goes to like a lamp or something, right? All right, but don't even worry about the lamp right now. So you got the bar magnet in the middle on a stick. It's going to be spinning around. And then around that are the six things with the copper wire spun around it that's close to it, but it's not touching the bar magnet, right? So you turn the generator on, that bar magnet in the middle is going to spin. And that elect, then that magnetic field, which is close enough to affect the copper wire spools, but not touching, is now subject to the change of the magnetic field of that bar magnet in the middle. And so just like we just did with your right hand with that beautiful infinite 69, that right hand, just put that on the inside of a generator when they turn it on and that magnet flips and just, and it flips so fast. I'm not talking, it's, it's going way faster than your hands going. Even if you have really fast hands and you were doing that quick, we're talking about the bar magnet in the inside of a generator spins. That's what a Hertz is. A Hertz, if you ever heard that term before, refers to one full rotation. So we're talking like in America, it's 60 hertz per second. That bar magnet is flipping around full rotation 60 times in a second. And as it's doing that, the magnetic field is affecting the electrons in those copper wires on the prongs inside the generator. But it's not just doing it in one direction. As the magnet flips, it's also making the electric current in those copper wires alternate the same way your hand alternated with the electric current and then the the magnetic field that was your fingers as the bar magnet spins it's flipping the electric current so fucking fast pop 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 back and forth back and forth back and forth back and forth and then as that electricity on those spools on the inside of the generator and then this is when the rest of the copper wire which goes to the lamp comes into play because that's where the electricity goes to power a lamp and then come on back, and then you got six because technically those those pins that are pointing towards the bar magnet are paired off in twos because you need full electrical circuits, as we covered in episode 12. But if you just miss what the fuck I just said, don't even worry about that last part. If you got the bar magnet spinning on the inside and how that corresponds to the right-hand rule we just did, the thumb looking up at St. Peter and then pointing down like boo, that's I'm so happy if you can just get that part. Because I, I thought this was going to be really hard to explain without having a visual aid. And I hope you got at least part of that. That, to me, is the most difficult thing for me to describe here. And I hope you at least got some of it. And if not, at least you heard a guy really try and fail, which is always kind of fun to watch if he's doing it in earnest. All right. Home stretch. Wind turbine. We're here. All right. 
you've seen these in Captain Planet cartoons. And also if you drive around, I think they got them in San Francisco. I, I don't really know anything about San Francisco. I just feel like they're the kind of place that has wind turbines, to be honest with you. So wind turbine looks like a windmill from Don Quixote. So wind is blowing on those flower petals that are huge, right? Which is causing the thing to pinwheel around. As the wind makes the flower petals pinwheel around, that is causing the low speed shaft, which is at the center of those flower petals, to turn at the same rate that the flower petals are turning. Hence the name low speed shaft. It's not setting any speed records, but it's doing what it's doing. And it's the step it is. That low speed shaft goes into a gearbox because then the gearbox will transform that low speed with like a bigger shaft. It'll go through a bunch of gears and then it'll transfer that force into a high speed shaft, which is smaller and it goes way faster. And then that high speed shaft goes into a generator, which we just covered, which is making a bar magnet spin the fuck around and make those electrons scooch so fast in there. And then that generator then directs alternating current down the windmill into a substation, which then goes to power homes. Got there. And that's how a wind turbine works. So the flat wind makes the flower petals go around, goes into the low speed shaft, goes into a gearbox. Gearbox transfers that force from low speed big big shaft into higher speed smaller shaft, which then goes into a generator, which then spins that thing around, throws that energy down into a substation, goes into your house, turns on your N64, dude. I feel all right. I hope you got something out of that. I, th- I thought that right hand rule was 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 pretty was pretty cool, man. Now, I, you know, if you didn't learn anything, at least I, you know, you know, make fun. I, I tried to learn it, didn't we? You know, I did the best I could over here. You know, hopefully you got something out of it. Uh, either way, guys, thanks, thanks, uh, thanks so much for listening. This is going to be a shorter one. Uh, it's not even twenty minutes, but it was a test episode. I feel okay about it. Again, next week's just going to be a reason. I don't even know what I'm going to do. I'm going to use some, some topic that I really enjoy next week and can just relax on. But I, I really appreciate listening to the podcast, guys. This has been episode 26 of Oral Presentations, a genuine attempt to explain magnetism. Thanks so much. Um, I hope everybody's doing all right. I hope everybody's safe. I'll see you.